That's exactly what we got from the U.S. Central Bank, keeping rates steady as expected. The Fed holding its seventh meeting of the year. One more meeting left in 2017. Let's talk about the latest announcement uh, and really the outlook for interest rates and monetary policy. With us is Eric Stein, Portfolio Manager, Co-Director of Global Income at Eaton Vance Management, on the phone from Boston, along with Jim Karen, Senior Investment Manager at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. And he joins us on the phone in New York City. Eric, let me start with you. Uh, Fed pretty much as expected, unanimous decision looks like a little bit upgrade when they look at economic activity. Uh, What does this maybe portend for monetary policy come December and into 2018? Yeah, so uh, first, thanks for having me on. I mean, yes, there's a small upgrade from moderate to solid in terms of how they think about the economy and maybe a slight downgrade on the inflation language, uh, highlighting that it remains soft. But, you know, to me, the Fed is very much on track for a December uh, rate increase. It's almost fully 90, 90% plus probability kind of priced into to markets. And so we're going to have that in, in December. And then when we get to 2018, it's, okay, how does the Fed looking at the world and how is the new chairperson? Uh, seems very likely to be Jay Powell, the, the president. Trump's going to announce tomorrow hasn't officially happened, but it seems like that's going to happen. And so then I think you know, the Fed likely will continue slowing rate, slowly raising rates in 2018. But obviously, it's going to be dependent on not only how the economy evolves, but also how financial market conditions uh, evolve as well. Right. We have to see how it all plays out in 2018. Jim Karen, come on in on uh, our discussion here. The Fed news, you know, widely, as we all expected. What's your takeaway from this and what we might see from uh, monetary policy going forward? Yeah, so I think what the important takeaway is, is that there was an upgrade in the veracity of the language, right? So going from modest to solid, even though it's just, you know, one change of the word, you know, modest, when, when the Fed talks about modest, uh, you know, growth in the economy and mod- modest job gains, which is what they did in their last report, and they move it today to solid, um, you know, the word modest really smacks of cautious optimism, thinking that things are okay, they might get better, but I but there's room for me to be wrong. When you say something solid, you're pretty much confident in your in your forecast and, and in your view going forward. So I, I don't think that we should dismiss the, the upgrade in that language. I mean, this is basically telling you that the Fed is on track to hike rates in December. Now, the question is, is how much, how solid are things for the Fed that they're going to continue along the path that they've been telling us into 2018 and into 2019 in terms of hiking rates? And this is where the disconnect is. So the Fed continues to tell us that their terminal level for Fed funds is going to be about 2.75%. The market mm-hmm. is in complete disagreement with that and is saying that when the Fed is all done, and maybe sometime in 2019, that the Fed funds rate will only be in the low 2%. So there's about a 50-plus basis point disconnect between what the market is saying versus what the Fed is saying. So even though the Fed is sounding really confident right now by upgrading their terminology from modest to solid in terms of describing the economy, um, it's it's not getting placed into the market, and I think that's interesting. Well, and what's interesting, too, and John Tucker talked about Jan Hatzius over at Goldman Sachs, and he said that the only surprise here is that growth was upgraded from moderate to solid, um, you know, because we hadn't expected that. But he also said the last time that they used the word solid when referring to economic activity was back in January, January 15th, you know, kind of putting the period of weakness behind us. But it just shows us that the Fed can do an upgrade and it can also then temper back and pull back on its assessment, Eric Stein. I mean, they have told us a million times they're going to watch the data. 
Yeah, so I, I mean, I think, look, I think there's a couple things going on. One is the kind of cyclical bounces in the economy, and so do we stay at this strong level we've been the past couple months, or do you know, we have a period where we typically, in the beginning of the year, uh, get a little weaker? So I think that's kind of the cyclical element. You know, where are we uh, just from a kind of month-to-month or quarter-to-quarter basis? You know, the other, and Jim was referring to this before, talking about the terminal rate, is really what is the neutral uh, rate kind of in this post-crisis environment? Uh, you know, where are we? What's the output gap? How low can unemployment go without inflation going up. Those are big issues that shouldn't be changing on a month-by-month or or meeting-by-meeting basis for the Fed. But in terms of where we go on a terminal rate, I think that's very important. I think the other thing, when you're looking at Fed funds futures pricing farther out and say, you know, the market expects a terminal rate to be 2% or a little bit over, you know, that's an average of many different people, uh, you know, making making bets in the Fed funds futures market. Some probability is that we, you know, raise rates to some level and rates are cut at some point in time. And that weighs into the average as well. Well, so part of it right. uh, is that the market's not as confident as the Fed. Part of it is that at some point there is some probability that the Fed could be cutting rates. That wouldn't be my baseline expectation, but that that's in there. Right, and they have to have some bit, an ability to be able to cut rates when needed. Jim Karen, so what does this mean for strategy at this point when an investor looks at the fixed income market? What's your advice here? Well, I, I still think that we're in a, a relatively low rate environment and that the pace of the rate rises is going to be modest and, and slow. You know, So I, I think exactly what the Fed is telling us, which is that, yes, the economy is strong enough to have a gradual pace of rate increases over time. Well, to a fixed income investor, if you're investing in a bond portfolio, there's, there's always two questions with the level of interest rates. It's, it's pace and path. So if the path is higher, okay, I got that. But then how fast are rates going to move higher? The key is is still to create a portfolio of high-quality assets with decent carry, such that you can outcarry the pace of the rate rise and still produce a positive excess return for your investors. So there are places that are, you know, it's interesting. So you have decent economic growth. Um, default rates are probably coming down as a result of that. So areas mm-hmm. like investment grade, maybe in financials and in, in high yield and mortgages still look very attractive right. and still can have a good, decent return potential. Eric, you just got about 15 seconds. Uh, your thoughts on strategy? Just give us one idea. Uh, hope, I guess my best idea would be our advanced global macro strategy. I'm a little biased, but I think the ability <laughs> to have a long and short approach given today's market environments where yeah. uh, you know, where there's not that much value left across broad fixed income markets uh, being long right. and short foreign bonds and foreign currencies certainly help. Got Gotta run. Tom Keen would call that a shameless plug. I'm just going to say Eric Stein over at uh, Eaton Vance, Jim Karen at Morgan Stanley Investment Management. 